QB Talks acknowledges the traditional owners of land and waters that this podcast is recorded on. Welcome to Tubi Talks, a podcast series celebrating the lives of people and families who tube feed. I'm your host, author, journalist, and tube feeding parent, Melanie Dimmitt. And in this series, I'll be chatting with a vibrant mix of guests about how they go about this little known but no less worthy way of eating. Tubi Talks is brought to you by Intermed Medical, who now supply the full range of Medicina products. I can vouch for these myself as a big fan of their reusable NFIT syringes, which play a starring role in my son Arlo's tube-fed meals. Now, on to our guest for our second episode of Tubi Talks. And to set the scene, I want you to picture someone with a body that looks like Arnold Schwarzenegger's did in the 80s. A guy with rippling muscles, an extensive array of tattoos, and a low-profile gastrostomy feeding tube in the middle of his very well-defined abs. The young man you're about to meet feeds his body through a tube in his stomach. I'm going to introduce him to you. It is competitor 103. He is sponsored by International Protein. And we are very proud. Pedro, we are very proud to have you with us here today, young man. You're an inspiration to all of us. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Pedro Rivalas. That audio was from a 2009 Australasian Natural Bodybuilding Federation competition. And Pedro Relvis, as his surname is actually pronounced, would go on to compete in worldwide comps, including the holy grail of body sculpting, Columbus, Ohio's Arnold Classic. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, are you ready? Arnold, I'm coming for your title! Let's go! Muscle Australia, and I'm with two competitors this weekend in the Melbourne FedEx Grand Prix, uh, Pedro Rivas and Maddie Stevenson. Um, I'll start with you, Pedro. You've just got off a massive flight from uh, Columbus, Ohio, where you did the Arnold Classic. Um, as yet, we don't know your placing, um, but ha- I mean, how do you feel? How was the experience? Oh, man, yeah, the experience was phenomenal. Like, uh, there's nothing that really changed it for Pedro was born in South Africa, but has spent most of his life in Brisbane, where you'll find the World Gym in the suburb of Underwood. This is where I'm meeting Pedro, along with his partner and two teenage children. Hey, you're so sweet. <laughs> I can't remember the last time I went in. Here's the reason. Yeah? I wore my closed in shoes. <laughs> As a professional bodybuilder and personal trainer, Fitness is a big part of Pedro's life. But he's not just pumping iron to be buff or make a buck. Pedro is much more interested in the mindset behind the muscles. Yeah, so basically with my clients, it's it's personal training, but it's more cognitive training. Yeah. So basically, I remember when I was young, we did martial arts. And my parents put us in martial arts to learn how to defend ourselves. But our instructor was very traditional. So his focus was in making us better human beings. Not about the self-defense, but how we approach ourselves, how we approach the people around us. 
and then the older I got, and then I got sick, had the picture, and that was the first thing I went back to. And if I have to be honest, it was my history of martial arts and my instructors that I actually had the discipline required to help me through my journey. Pedro has been tube-fed since his mid-twenties, when a surgery to remove a brain tumour left him without the ability to swallow. I'll let him tell you more about this in the quieter location of his backyard, where we head after the gym. Well, basically when I was 24 years old, that's when I found out I had a skull-based tumour. And in order to get it operated on, I had to go overseas to Germany because it's very well developed and not many doctors have the experience to do that type of surgery. A lot of them just gave me a use-by date. Um, and one of them actually said, I'll just get your friends in order. You've got about two or three years enjoying your life, but then afterwards it will get difficult, so do the best you can. We found Professor Fish and Professor Sam in Germany. He was the chief surgeon for uh, Neuroscience International, and he was the best in the world. And luckily my dad lived in Europe at the time, so I had to fly to Portugal and do everything there as well. So I did all the treatments he had initially to get the diagnosis, then I had to do the same thing there just to get permission to be allowed to fly to Germany to have the surgery. But um, I was young, I was healthy, I was fit. So I figured um, if I'm going to attack this, I'm going to attack it with everything I have. And I said to the surgeon, just make sure you get, get all of it. And he said, no, I'll definitely get all of it. And I was like, I don't want to spend the rest of my life looking over my shoulder. But as a consequence to that 13-hour surgery was um, losing my swallowing ability, which they thought I'd be able to recoup. But as much as I tried, I just kept choking and choking and choking, and that's when they decided I needed to put a peg tube in. And since then, I, what's happened is um, I could swallow, but the food wouldn't actually go past the actual um, epiglottis down the gastric tube. So they did a, uh, a vocal cord medialization to help my voice, and they also cut the cricopharyngeal muscle to dilate it so that I could swallow. But I can swallow without choking, it just doesn't go down. So that's never changed. So they put the peg tube in and um, it's just something I've been doing since then. And this is why you have your sexy husky voice. This wow. is why I have the sexy husky I voice. See. I tell people I'm a rock star. But <laughs> <laughs> Pedro mentioned his dad there, who still lives in Portugal, but happened to be visiting Brisbane and staying at Pedro's house while I was there. I'm Luis Relvas. I was born in Mozambique. Right. Yeah. And then you moved to Australia? Now, from Mozambique, uh, we had the Independence Day. Uh, there was used to be a Portuguese colony, then became independent, and uh, things were not too kosher. So I moved to South Africa, next door, and I lived in South Africa for 22 years. That's where my sons were born. Yes. And uh, from there, then I came to Australia for about uh, four years, and then I moved to Portugal. I'm in Portugal now. I asked Luigi to tell me what it felt like for him when Pedro needed to start tube feeding. It felt bad, terrible, but was a relief from the sense that I wasn't sure if he'll survive the operation. And uh, I'm very proud the way he took it. He took it very, uh, very focused on, on, on surviving, on, on building up the body that he's got today. And I can't even say that publicly because he knows that. Yeah. I'm not too fond of these big bodies. And, uh, all right, you don't no, like No, not really. I mean, I like a nice body and all that, not these big muscles and things like that. <laughs> not really. Yeah. Neither the tattoos that he's got too many tattoos oh, and things like that. Yeah. However... Uh, if that's what it pleases him, I mean, 
gosh, I mean, the worst thing that he he wishes he could have, he hasn't got, which is eating. So the rest is all, you know, doesn't mean much. What advice do you have for a parent, you know, like I was two years ago, who has learned that their child will need to be tube fed and they're devastated? What words of advice or comfort do you have for that parent? But you should take it as natural as possible, you know, because it's not unique in this world. And on today's level, on Pedro's time was uh, almost like an experiment uh, because, I mean, the, 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 the peg was not used frequently. It was through the tube on the nose and things like that. Uh, today, now it's very popular and people already knows how to do it and uh, it's very comfortable, sort of. It's better not to have to, you know what I mean? But on the sense that you have to have it, take it naturally and, and, and make a natural life out of it, you know, and try to socialize and, and do the best as you can and, and talk about it naturally, you know what I mean? Don't hide it away from, you know, these things don't hide it away because it's, you know, we're not kids, we're all adults, you know what I mean? So we understand that uh, there are differences and. Uh, we have, some of them we haven't chosen, we haven't cho- we didn't choose. But that's all I can say. Take it as naturally as possible and live with it and not the end of the world. But yeah, it is a step back. There's no doubts about it. I enjoy my food, my meal. And every time I can think about it, you know, you can't really swallow. You know, it's terrible. Yeah. But, uh, but there are other things. There are other things. There are other things. Yeah. yeah. And look at your beautiful family and yeah, so much love yeah, and so much yeah. happiness. He's done a fantastic job in raising his kids, you know, fantastic job. And the kids are good as well, you know, it's not just on one side, you know. I mean, I used to say it takes two to tango, you know what I mean? So you can't dance tango alone. Yeah. Uh, so the kids is also nice kids, but a lot of work from him on, on, on getting them through. And, you know, I mean, things like he let the kids try things and... Uh, um, sometimes, you know, he was still small and was climbing the stairs by crawling and crawling down and say, he's going to fall. He says, it doesn't matter. He'll fall once. He doesn't fall the second time. <laughs> so yeah. so let let them be themselves. And that's what Pedro has been. He's been himself. You know what I mean? And uh, Yeah, 100%. And I'm very, I'm very proud of him. first said that I had the tube back then my ex-wife uh she was there as my girlfriend and my father was there in Germany and they put the tube in I felt really great the first night because they pumped in chamomile tea so it changed the massive difference to my attitude so the first lesson was having something in your stomach can actually change your mood and your energy the other thing is she came in to clean the peg and the tube and obviously I completely get that it's not everyone's cup of tea when they look at a medical procedure that it's not something you're used to so both of them were put off by seeing the tube coming out of my stomach and when she was going to show them how to clean it uh, their reaction was quite negative and I felt very vulnerable at the time there was no resistance they were prepared to do what needed to be done but I could see it was stressful for them um, and being stubborn and not understanding things back then, I just kicked them out of the room and told the nurse, show me what I need to do because I will take care of it. And since then, I became adamant about not being a burden on anybody else, not being different to anybody else, 
and doing what I could to handle the tube. And along the way, I started to see how things were always related to food. We use food for everything, whether it's a, a date or kids do while they're at school or it's a birthday party. We put too much emotion and focus on food. And my birthday was just around the corner. And I, um, I wanted to be back in Portugal for that. Managed to make it. And then when we had the birthday party, I didn't care what people were fed. All I cared was that everyone has to drink from a syringe. So that was it. That was just syringes. Everybody wanted to drink that have to drink from a syringe. <laughs> and then from there, I'd started to do birthdays based on experience. So with the kids, it was never like, what do you want to, where do you want to go for dinner? What kind of birthday cake would that was? What are we going to do? We're going to go rock climbing. Are we going to go see somewhere else? We're going to go to the beach. It became activity based, anything to generate an experience. Food then became secondary. We still said, what would you feel like? So you get to pick the birthday person picks. But the main thing was the experience. And along the way, I learned different tricks to go out and enjoy myself and socialize. Uh, the, I, a very difficult moment for me was I was having a discussion with my aunt, a disagreement. And um, my ex-wife at the time was still my girlfriend. And my aunt looked at me and she said to me that I should drop down on my hands and knees and thank God that I've got uh, their partner because no woman would want a man in the state that I was in. Uh, back then, she, my partner looked at me and she was just, didn't say anything, just didn't disagree, didn't agree. And that was one of the first experiences I thought from a social aspect, like I am different and this is awkward for more people than it is for myself. That was very difficult for me, but then progressing through that and then even after the divorce, when I started to finally date again, I was, uh, I put my post up on a, a dating app and I've never been somebody who, I'm an energy person, so I like to sit and meet and talk and, but also if I'm going to be open to everything, it doesn't matter how I meet somebody as long as I can connect in that way. So I put myself out there. And it was on my profile, what I was, what I did, how I do it, it was evident. And the one girl that I was chatting to, when she realized that I was fed for period, it, it was like a 180 for her. But the impact that had in me was interesting because I really felt myself feeling inferior and feeling, and it took me about a day to stop and think and say, well, I wouldn't even be friends with someone that had that sort of mentality. Like, I don't agree with that mindset. I understand it's hers, but it's not, it doesn't, align with my uh, vision of people and what they should be. And then I thought, why am I making it about me? It's not about me. It's completely about her. This is, I'm not inferior. There's nothing wrong with me. The only difference between me and you is that my esophagus is outside my body, <laughs> essentially. And so that was a big change and a big factor. And then I met my partner and her actually was the complete opposite. Me and Pedro, we met um, at the gym. He was a PT at World Gym Macvat at the time. And yeah, I was training there and yeah, he came up to me. <laughs> That's Chaya, Pedro's long-term partner. He used to train at another gym that I trained at years before and his kids would go into the creation. My sister worked there and was like, yeah, she, yeah, kind of weird, but so we knew each other way back, but we officially met again a few years later at the gym. Yeah. yeah. And who asked who out? Um, he did. Yeah. We yeah. just caught up like pretty much straight away. I think it was like a day or two afterwards. And then, yeah, that was it. Uh, we got on really well. 
Yeah, so pretty much love at first sight. Pretty much, I would say so. <laughs> How did you feel about the way Pedro ate when you first met? Oh, yeah, it didn't, it didn't bother me at all. Like, uh, yeah. Was there any, like, curiosity even or, like, what is that? Oh, like, not really. Maybe it's because I've always worked in, like, medical and health background. I did a bit of study, didn't finish that degree, but anyway. Um, so, yeah, it was. he explained it all to me and I was like, yeah, that's... That's totally fine. Like, I get it. Like, it didn't bother me at all. <laughs> yeah. It's so lovely because it, yeah. a lot of people think when something like this happens to them, I'm never going to be able to date. I'm never going to be able to be in an intimate relationship with someone again. Yeah. What would I guess what would you say to those people, to someone who's new to tube feeding and having both sorts? Yeah, well, like, if, if, yeah, if someone didn't like it, I, I wouldn't really want to be friends with that sort of person anyway, so not who he is you know yeah. yeah he's more than just the tube so yeah yeah i love his personality and who he is yeah yeah and look at what you've been missing out on yeah exactly yeah. yeah the food is a bit different like we don't really go we don't obviously go out and eat but that's fine yeah yeah <laughs> we do lots of other things instead like rock climbing or swimming or yeah we train together we're back at pedro's workplace the world gym where pedro has just lifted a 50 kilo weight in each hand I just clear my mind, I calm myself down. A lot of people like to get angry. I feel calmer and I just feel the weight and I can just see myself lifting it. And I just stay in that focus while I do it. If I lose that focus, it just becomes heavy. So it has a lot to do with how I expect myself to react. Later, Pedro and I chat about what it's like to work in such a physical industry as someone with a physical difference. What do his fellow gym goers assume when they see him tube feeding? He's on steroids. He's on steroids. Which I find interesting because that's, again, before I used to be kind of resentful towards that because I'd be like, no, I, I've earned this. Uh, but then at the same time, it was a compliment because if you think that means I look the part, so I started to flip it around. And then the fact that they threw logic out the window because I, I inject with the 100 mil syringe my meals. So if that's steroids and I'm doing three of them in one go, then oof, I should be a lot bigger or sick or dead. Or dead yeah. You know, so at the end of the day, I just find it interesting how all of a sudden we start to see people that are some, what we perceive a step or two in front of us. And rather than ask, what are you doing? They quickly make an excuse to what you're doing, which is to why they can't, they limit themselves. So rather than them attacking me, I realized, no, you're just keeping yourself back. You're making excuses to not develop yourself further and you're using me as the reason. Yeah. So that, that helped the process. But even today and now I, I still get people looking at me and depending on my mood, I, I approach it differently. But now I'll, I will look back, I'll stare back. Sometimes I'll act like I'm convulsing a little bit just to see if I get a reaction. <laughs> uh, see if they, if what they think I'm doing. But then I'll actually go up to the guys and, and I'm very direct. I'll say, hey, you want to know what's going on? Mate, it's easier to ask than to stare. And, um, and the moment I say that, you can see there's that little bit of guilt in their side. And 
once I see that, my awareness drops and I start to be more compassionate. And, and at the end of the day, is reminding myself that this is strange to other people. Because I've been with it for so long, I know that I can get sensitive depending on my mood. But then being aware is like, don't make it about me, it's about them. So if they're staring, it's about them. And so don't internalize it. And then when I do, I do make a point of explaining to people and sharing with people. Uh, my son and other people around me sometimes kind of get their backs up a little bit because they're defensive. But then I realize, no, it's not. It's a wonderful opportunity to make someone more aware of what we do. Pedro's 19-year-old son, Kai, is developing both the strong physique and philosophical attitude of his dad. Hi, how was you? Me, uh, what's my max? Like 37? 37? 37. Yeah, do you want to do it? Yeah. I do legs mostly. They, they do all the shoulder, chest, back stuff. There you can hear Pedro's partner, Chaya, and Pedro's 15-year-old daughter, Layla, who chats more with me alongside her brother back at their home. I saw how my dad was and I, and I saw how Kai was coming up and I was like, I really want to be a part of this. And then so I started joining them to gym and they were helping me out and they were showing me how to use things and it just became natural to me. It became like a, a thing on the calendar that we used to do every yeah, week. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like for me, again, since I was little, well, we were in martial arts, karate, then we did jiu-jitsu, then we did Muay Thai. Um, we kind of stopped that, but I'm keen to actually get back into it. Mm. Um, but all through that, like, I started doing, like, all the body weight exercises with Dad, going to the gym, um, started moving to more, like, circuit training and things like that. So I slowly built my way through into weight training. And from there, I just fell in love with it as well. And so now me and my sister sometimes train together. Um, I go with my mates. A lot of my mates now, um, I think it's a big thing as well. A lot of people are now getting into the gym more. Um, and they're always coming to me for help, coming to her, friends. Um, so now, yeah, it's a big part of our life now. I've had a few people message me and ask me, like, what I've done and all that kind <laughs> yeah. of stuff. Like, And then um, I always mention, my, like, my dad because he's been the massive part in it as well and so has he. But it's become something I love doing and it's just natural at this point. I asked Layla and Kai if Pedro's tube feeding has any impact on their family life. There's been a few times where it has been a bit of a just a thing that's shown up there like we, we'll go out to eat and then we'll have to be conscious like we got to bring take home like take away home and all this kind of stuff but it's nothing that we feel bad like yeah so like that a, we don't like. It's yeah just that's like, a good point actually so like eating out and things like that obviously um, not being able to eat out with him and things like that it's different from a lot of people and a lot of families. Um, but, I mean, for us growing up with it, we've learned to be more considerate for other people yeah. as well. So 100%. I think that's a, that's a positive that comes from that. Um, and it's also, I know it could be hard and maybe a bit um, devastating for the, the person that's tube fed not to be able to go do that with their friends and their family and things like that. Mm. Um, but my advice to them as well is just, look, you are who you are. There's nothing you exactly. can change about it. You can live with it. That doesn't mean that you can't go out with them still and enjoy the time with them. So, I honestly couldn't imagine my dad any other way. I couldn't imagine our lives any other way. It's just <laughs> it how it, it is how it is now. Like, I can't imagine my dad being somebody else just because like yeah. he's fine as he is. Yeah. <laughs> Along the way, I've I do understand that it is difficult to watch people feed through a tube. I do understand that watching me spit can put people off, um, and and I don't mind people asking. But I've also had people do the complete opposite 
um, and say that the only reason I look the way I do is because I have a pig chip. And, um, and I'd probably say you're absolutely right. There's no argument there. It's, um, I can get healthier food in. I, if I'm feeling sick and I don't have an appetite, I can gently force the fluid in to stay hydrated, get my meals in. When people are sick, their throat sore, it's harder to get your food in. Taste becomes an issue. So it is easier in those respects. The other part is what you guys go through as moms or me is this constant preparation, this constant blending, having to be prepped and planned with everything you do. And there is no break. You can't go off with dinner, pay your bill, but the dishes get done, the food gets brought to you. When you're blending, you do not have a break. And when you are feeding six to eight times a day, it does become difficult. Uh, but then it becomes one of those things, once again, it's like, it's taught me to be proactive. It's taught me to be disciplined. It's taught me to understand that my journey is my journey and there's no one else's responsibility but my own. That was Pedro Relvis, and you're listening to Tubi Talks, a celebration of people and families who tube feed. This podcast is brought to you by the team at Intermed Medical and me, Melanie Dimmitt. You can find links to Pedro's social accounts in the show notes, and don't miss his interview in issue two of the Blend Tube Feeding magazine, which I've also linked. Thank you for listening, and I'll see you again soon for episode three of Tubi Talks.